It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So, how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. Hey guys, the show. JC Sherbert here with you, along with Phil Mullinax. Good morning. Be with you on a Monday. I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, the delay didn't cause too much problem. Uh, Inside the Game Guys, the show is uh, presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. We certainly appreciate that. Uh, news over the weekend, Phil. Uh, Gamecocks got the uh, the bowl they wanted. Yep. Uh, a lot of angst and consternation. Uh, a lot of people on message boards railing <coughs> against Ray Tanner uh, for things that maybe weren't even on him. <laughs> uh, well, the Gamecocks ended up in the Gator Bowl with the matchup they wanted with Notre Dame. And, and here's what I was told Friday night by, by a really good high-placed contact, okay? Um, South Carolina, uh, you know, say what you want. Sometimes it seems the Gamecocks get screwed by the SEC with bowls and things like that. Uh, say what you want. The Gamecocks made it known with the SEC that they weren't interested in going back to Tampa uh, for a game with an Illinois or, or anybody like that, uh, unless Notre Dame was off the table for the Gator Bowl. Okay. Um, so, you know, everybody wakes up Sunday. McMurphy, who is basically, like I said, the Lenardi of bowl projections, he's usually accurate has the Gamecocks in Illinois in the ReliQuest Bowl. So it's like, ugh. And then I think Notre Dame in the Gator against some, I don't know, maybe against North Carolina, I don't know. Uh, Notre Dame against uh, Mississippi State, I think. Well, then he changes it to Notre Dame-Carolina, uh, and, and that happened. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, and, and, and that was a, a result of the work the Carolina administration did with the SEC and the SEC saying, okay, man, you know, you guys deserve to go where you want. Uh, just like they did with Missouri, which Missouri was a completely different situation. Missouri did not do its fan base any service uh, or did it a disservice by avoiding playing their rival Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. Uh, to me, that was kind of a wussy move, so yeah. to speak. Uh, I mean, we don't want to play Kansas. I mean, Kansas? I know I know they had a good year, but you're, you're scared of Kansas. Now you get to play Wake, Wake Forest mm-hmm. and probably get your butt cut in the Gasparilla. Well, they so, are bleeding players into the portal, though, out there. Yeah, right. I know. yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to take that cutting from the rival there in the Liberty Bowl. But, uh, you know, Carolina Carolina got it done. Well, well, here's what I, in the 11th hour, I guess, the Holiday Bowl, I don't know who these people think they are. I mean, this is a bowl that, necessi- that canceled the NC State's game with UCLA because of, uh, quote, unquote, COVID uh, after NC State was already out there, right? Um, I don't know why they have a say. I mean, they're a relatively big bowl on the West Coast, but all of a sudden they start angling for UCLA Notre Dame. Uh, and there was some back and forth. And, and had that happened, uh, the Gamecocks were not going to go to the Gator Bowl uh, and play North Carolina again. Uh, they opened with North Carolina next year. They played North Carolina last year. Uh, and so they would have gone to the Lorelei West Bowl. Uh, but the admin at South Carolina, Ray Tanner, Chance Miller, they deserve a lot of credit. Uh, for getting the matchup they wanted. Uh, everybody always seems to think that, oh, they're powerless or whatever. Uh, but this was a direct – because I'll tell you this right now, uh, 
I had a friend <clears throat> that uh, was in Atlanta this weekend that talked with uh, the director of the Rely Quest Bowl. He said, we'd love to have South Carolina, but we just don't know that it's going to work out. Um, now, had Notre Dame been able to go to the Rely Quest, I, I think that would have been a nice compromise. But because Ohio State got in the playoff, did not go to the Orange Bowl, uh, that meant the, the clause that says they can take an ACC team uh, was null and void. And so it had to be like an Illinois or an Iowa. Um, but that's uh, – who's in that? Mississippi State, I guess, mm -hmm. is in that bowl now. Um, so the Gamecocks avoid Tampa, and they get to go to Jacksonville for the first time since 87, first time they played Notre Dame since 1984. Uh, and everybody's happy. I mean, th th this sets up a, a potential big finish. Notre Dame's quarterback, Drew Pine, has hit the transfer portal. Um, so they're going to be without their starter for most of the year. Uh, they do run the football well. They have an elite offensive line. Uh, it's not going to be an easy game matchup-wise for the Gamecocks, but it's one they can win. And I'm certain that there will there'll be a big crowd uh, down there in Jacksonville for this one. It's not a not a tough drive and all that good stuff. Uh, Dana's Sports Chat Box. Connor goes Gator Bowl. Craig is in. Uh, Jerry says it's a great day to be a Gamecock. Uh, Craiger pointed out, this is kind of interesting uh, information from uh, the coaching world. Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield yeah. is going to Cincinnati, and they play each other in the Fenway Bowl in Boston in 12 days. <laughs> now, is, is he going to be on the sidelines of either of those teams, or no? He's just working in the background, that, I'm sure. That's just a bizarre – that whole tenure of his at Louisville has been bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody liked each other. He's won enough to keep his job. Uh, obviously, coming from App State, obviously that South Carolina talk uh, – he says, I wasn't interested in the bull. He would have crawled on his belly to take the job. Uh, Cincinnati is a really good job where you can ascend, I think, going into the Big 12 and all that. Um, so they play each other in 12 days. I think that's pretty interesting. There's also a, a trophy for this game called the Keg of Nails. No. The Keg of Nails. Keg of Nails. Um, all right. All that. Mm -hmm. Jeff Fowler says, let's spread some cheer, folks. Happy holidays and Semper Fi. And what do we say to that? Thank you for your service, Jeff Waller. Oh. And to the other chat boxers, too, that I know. I've noticed a few of you, you know, got your service uh, right there on your icons. We appreciate you all. Yes, we definitely do. Not It's not just Jeff Waller. <laughs> we, he uh, just gives us the opportunity to say that to everybody. Here. Yeah, That's what it is. Yeah. We support <laughs> our troops. Um, KFC says we need to go after the DB from Virginia, who is from Northwestern. I don't know about that right now. I uh, I got uh, – oh, this is interesting. Connor says, get your request in for Gator Bowl tickets. USC got an allotment of 3,000, already have 10,000 requests. I can't imagine that allotment is going to be that low, though. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's a very conservative <laughs> – mm -hmm. uh, I think Carolina got 12, uh, 12 allotted or 20 allotted last time they went to the Gator in the 80s. Uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, Ryan says, is Brian Johnson a legit candidate? Uh, that's the quarterback coach for the Eagles. I can't see him coming to South Carolina, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. I think he'd be a hell of a hire uh, as an OC, but I think that guy's going to be an, a, a head coach in the NFL someday. Uh, Jake says, we made it into the JCs in the doghouse bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Tension in the in the Sherbert household. <laughs> tension there. Tension there. Um, 
Carolina what a Titans matchup, though. You know, I mean, I think that's just it, – it, it, it's a great exclamation point for this team to play in that game A, and then if you win it, I mean, it's just you go out on a high. Because, I mean, regardless of how Notre Dame is ranked, it's still Notre Dame. That's I, the important part of it. You know, I know. Mm-hmm. love them, hate them, dislike yep. them, think they're overrated, think they get preferential treatment. It doesn't matter. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's still Notre Dame. It's still a, a scalp you can acquire. Uh, you know, nobody's throwing back those wins over Michigan and Ohio State, and Nebraska and Miami uh, in the bowl games. It's just, uh, you know, it, you beat a blue blood. It's good. You can add it to your list. Uh, and Carolina plays a bunch of blue bloods every year, as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, you you add this to the list. It, it's kind of, uh, I hate to say this like that, but you, you got to kind of look at it like Clemson does. You know, when they go play a team that's a name, uh, it doesn't matter what that team's record is. They're gonna they're gonna play like Auburn. <clears throat> they beat Auburn in 2012 by seven. That Auburn team did not win a single game in the SEC that year. Yeah, they had it on a highlight reel with the win over Georgia, win over LSU, uh, just as SEC wins, you know. Uh, and they got some mileage out of it. Um, Clint says, JC, speaking of bleeding players, are we pursuing the Lovett kid from Missouri? Yes. Dominic Lovett. Uh, that could be a guy that uh, the Gamecocks uh, pursue uh, receiver-wise. Um, you know, uh, KFC says, who's the tight end from the portal visiting this month? Uh, he's from Maryland, uh, 6'5", 260, uh, was a high school quarterback, looks pretty good. Um, Drew says, well, I, would an Allie Jennings be a guy that comes in here and instantly becomes our wide receiver two, assuming Juice returns? Wide receiver two. Well, there's kind of a spot there because Brooks is gone. Van's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah, I mean, you got still got Xavier Leggett and Amarian Brown, but – and competition uh, it, with Rucker, too. Yeah, that's what I was mm-hmm. about to mention, Corey Rucker, mm-hmm. Phil. Um, but, uh, you know, that was the thing there. Saunders said tried to get in Gator Bowl tickets yesterday. Prices went from 150 to 200 as I was checking. Can't <laughs> wait to see if it settles down at all. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to try to get uh, – I got a friend in the Gamecock clubs trying to get it. Uh, Rick says, JC is sleeping on the couch with a Gator win. I believe so. Yes. 76 wants me to say something really loud and bad about Notre Dame. No. <laughs> uh, sore subject, sore subject uh, right there in that. So, um, offensive coordinator, right? So, I'm going to tell you this. First and foremost, I still have a lot of confidence Beamer's going to hire a really good coach uh, in speaking to people. There's some guys that were in action over the weekend. He still wanted to speak to us, told that Friday night. Um I think this Dan Mullen thing has jumped the shark a little bit. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, there was some smoke there. I'll admit it. Uh, I'll say that there were, you know, some people that talked about that guy being in the mix. Uh, I don't think it ever got further than that. And all of a sudden you have rogue Twitter accounts posting about it, people speculating about it. Uh, The whole thing kind of was a little bit more weird than the the must champ to Carolina under Spurrier as the defensive coordinator situation because, you know, I, I know there were some at least some conversations there. Uh, I, I think people just went berserk, and then there was a report that said, no, nah, he's not going to be mulling. And that, Tony and I and Hale and everybody else were like, well, we, we're not buying that it's going to be Dan Mullen. Um, you, you have to report that you hear that, but – 
you know, and then today, uh, check it up on Kendall Bryles. I don't know that's going to be Kendall Bryles either. Uh, I think, uh, I think if they wanted to make a push for Bryles, they could definitely. Uh, I, I just don't know if that's the direction Beamer's going to go. Uh, and that's all I have on that right now. Uh, you know, people can throw Phil Longo's name out there, whatever. And, and, and here's the thing, too, guys. I, I think in in today's age of instant gratification, <laughs> hmm. you know, people get nervous and, and, and get uh, a little concerned, right? Uh, and you hear, but, 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 but what about the returning players? But, 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 but what about the portal? But, 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 but what about recruiting? Uh, I, I think that all of those things would have played a factor had they not ended the season like they did. Uh, and, and that, that ha- when, when teams lose, I mean, you kind of look at Arkansas, you mentioned Missouri, uh, look at those schools, uh, and, and they're hemorrhaging guys because the, the morale is low. Well, the morale is not low on offense at South Carolina right now. I mean, they just, they just killed it. Um, and I think the most important thing, uh, along with recruiting, which is the lifeblood of every program, uh, is, is for, you know, the Gamecocks, if they want to come back. And, and there's a lot of information out there that points towards most likely it happening. You know, uh, there's no guarantees because you never know. But uh, for Rattler to come back, Lloyd to come back, Bell to come back, Wells to come back. Um, now, will they? Will they come back? Like I said, those decisions are yet to be made, but um, that's uh, that's the latest uh, on that. And I think that week last week spent, you know, talking with current players, trying to make sure everybody's on the same page. That was, I don't think for a second Beamer has not been working the position, but he's taking his time. And I, and I think, quite frankly, guys, Shane Beamer deserves some patience here and deserves the benefit of the doubt and some trust. Uh, a lot of folks out there were going nuts, you know, before the last two games, uh, claiming that uh, Beamer should make a move like right now, right now. Hey, while I told you my personal opinion was I'd have pulled the plug a long time ago. Um, that shows you how much I know because he sort of had a plan uh to win the games, get everything squared away, and, and away we go. I mean, and that was was brilliant. Uh, you know, you, you got to tip your hat to him. Carolina's the talk of college football right now. Uh, so I, I think he's earned the right for people to be a little bit patient with him. Uh, and there's a lot going on. I mean, there's that. There's, there's recruiting you got to get done here in 16 days. There's uh, high school kids. There's portal kids. Uh, they've, they're on the road visiting players. I mean, there's a lot going on. These are human beings. It's not as easy as just calling up the phone and saying blah, you know. So that's the thing. Uh, Jesse asked, do you know of any big South Carolina players expected to transfer and any transfers potentially landing in South Carolina? It's too early to say that uh, about players landing. Uh, you know, they get in the portal, then they have recruiting. But uh, Allie Jennings from Old Dominion, I know, uh, is a uh, target in the portal. I know the offensive tackle from Rhode Island uh, is a target. I know that there's a tight end from Maryland that's uh, going to visit officially, uh, an older tight end that I think they desperately need to use. So there we go. KSC says UT is losing four running backs. Yeah, but nobody that played a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the thing there. 
Yeah, I think in the three that we've had hit the portal here, I don't think any of them played a single snap this year. All right, so Joey Hunter, uh, mm-hmm. who just never quite – he was injured, never quite got there. Uh, Jordan Davis on the offensive line. Who else? Who was the other name? Uh, oh, uh, R.J. Roderick. Oh, yeah, Roderick, Roderick. Okay, yeah, yeah he, he's he, the he, only he, one. Yeah, he started the early season, but, yeah, he got uh, hurt, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, he got, yeah. he got, mm-hmm. he got, he got her. RJ, yeah, RJ, RJ got out. So, you know, don't forget Beamer's quickest hire last go around was Sat. He got hired so fast after Bobo left. Yeah, be patient. Um, you know, like I said earlier on the guys coming back, I think, uh, I think that, uh, I think there's a good chance. That's all I can say. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to gar- sit here and guarantee it. Uh, I'm not trying to blow sunshine here. Uh, I don't think that I felt like, in my personal opinion, uh, you know, that the, these guys would be, you know, most, some of them, half of them, at least I, I, I thought, I thought it was a given Carolina lose them because they're good players. And, you know, like I said, with juice Wells, I think he's ready, but, uh, if they come back, <laughs> man, that's anticipation. I, I think that, uh, you know, it's going to be really hard for any offensive coordinator to mess that up, but, uh, Hey, Mr. Avery, guess what? We saw this past year. It can't happen. We've been watching it. Yeah, right. We've been watching it. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that's the thing there. Um, And, yeah, there's going to be guys hit the portal. And I'm going to make you guys almost a guarantee. There's no absolutes. But I'm going to say there'll be a player or two that hit the portal that everybody goes, man, I wish he wouldn't leave. Uh, Because we all thought we all spoke highly of him. Probably a young player, maybe a guy that even got some playing time and did some good things. You're like, oh, man, it sucks to lose him. But that's just the nature of it. I mean, I thought last year it was tough to lose Jamar Brown just because I've always thought Jamar Brown, when he plays and got playing time when he's healthy, was a very productive player, as we all saw against Troy last year. Dude was all over the place. Unfortunately, he didn't know where the goal line was. But uh, that's the thing there. Oh, crap. Okay, so I, I forgot we're going to break early. So we got to get a break. Fanplans.com, if you want to make Gator Bowl reservations uh, and you want to help us out and help out Carolina Rise because uh, the proceeds go to us, the Carolina Rise, go to fanplans.com to book your hotel. Uh, I talked to Fan Plans this morning. They said when you go to the website, get with the live chat lady or, or man there, and he'll help you out really quick. Uh, and so it's a nice, secure transaction because these rooms are going so fast, the system's not updating. So if you go to fanplans.com to book your hotel for Jacksonville, uh, it's fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. Uh, go, uh, go check that out and use the live chat. We'll be back after these messages. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Uh, This is Coach O. Now back to the show. 
Goldtagas in the soul. Welcome, Welcome back. back to the show. Yeah, we're back. First hour of the show was brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and Coldwell Banker Kane Realty here in the upstate of South Carolina. Give Cindy a call right out of Spartanburg, 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. And, of course, the show is brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Uh, give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662 to plan your next big project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, as, as I answer this, uh, these people in the Big Spur, I, I, I can't honestly believe the level of, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think some of these people hadn't really been following college football all that long, <laughs> you know, or they're just kind of, uh, I don't know. Are they end-of-year awards voters? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, you know, the Ray guy, they voted for the Ray guy awards. I, I just uh, – Phil, I, I think it's about, I think it's maybe the times we live in to a certain extent. I think, you know, some of them, um, you know, may just not be familiar with it. I think some sat there and latched on to Dan Mullen and started dream, dreaming of caviar dreams or, or whatever it is they say, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Sonder, uh, I know you said the site crashed over and over on two different browsers, just, uh, Try to use the if you, if you want to go back and, and try it again, use the use the live chat, but that's fine. Um, you know, I, I, I don't like I'm not gonna be mad at anybody. This is kind of a test run with this stuff. They're they're kind of a new company and all that, but if you can make it through, and, and I've, we've got I got an email that said there's been several that have booked rooms in Jacksonville through fan plans. Um, and so that's the deal there. With that, Rick makes a point. If all four horsemen come back, the four horsemen. How about the that? Four, I like Dame. that. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. Since you're playing Notre Dame, uh, it makes me think they'll be able to make a run. I think so. I mean, and, and I, I wrote this, uh, I answered an I help consulting mailbag question on the article about the show today on the Big Spur uh, from Joseph and Spartanburg. He said, like, What's your game cock? What would the, the game cock wish list? It's like the first thing is for these guys to come back. And then I kind of started looking at the schedule, and it's uh, odd number of years in South Carolina are tougher SEC wise most of the time, because you're at A&M, you're at Georgia, you're at Tennessee, and you're at Missouri. You know, those are three of the toughest places to play in college football, plus a team that you need to start beating really soon, right? Uh, The non-conference is tougher because you got North Carolina instead of Georgia State. Um, North Carolina didn't look so swift on Saturday, did they? (laughs) Uh, Against Clemson. Um, But uh, I think – you know, that, that's just how it is with that. Uh, you know, you, you sort of look at the conference, and instead of going to Arkansas this year, Mississippi State, which loses a lot of players, especially off its offense. That they, I read the other day they're returning quite a few on the line of scrimmage, uh, but the Pirate comes to town. Now, you know, is that going to be easy? No, it's Mike Leach. I mean, you, you got to be ready for that. But uh, that's kind of one of those things. Uh, NC State's Devin Leary, the quarterback, has hit the portal, says 76 Gamecock. Yep, I saw that confirmed earlier today that he was going to hit the portal. Saunders mm. uh, says, any plans for a t- TBS tailgate for the bowl or anything? I'm looking at tickets on the Notre Dame side, so I need some backup. Nah, mm-hmm. I don't – because of the date of the bowl, like, all right, so if, if it had been Tampa or, or, or Orlando, I was thinking, you know, maybe everybody get together, you know, meet somebody out there, on, you know, not formally – 
but I'm not going to be getting to Jacksonville until the day of the game. Uh, so that's the deal there. Um, uh, Vandy quarterback in the portal. I mean, which one? I wonder which one that was it. Which one? Which one was it? Was it? Let's see. Let me see if I can find it. I mean, that's crazy. So yeah, I, I, yeah. Either one of those would is actually Mike Wright. <laughs> Oh, it's Mike Wright? <laughs> it's Mike Wright, yeah. So wow. he doesn't want to sit behind Swan another year. <laughs> oh man. That's mm -hmm. a that's tough. I, I tell you, uh I tell you what, that's uh that's I I don't know if it's surprising or not. I talked to somebody the other day, uh like sort of close to the Vanderbilt situation, and, and they're worried about that. They're like anybody you get, you know, you could lose to the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's just kind of, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they recruit uh, at Vanderbilt moving forward. Todd said, is there any validity about Dan Mullen? I mean, I, I think there was some smoke there, man, but I'm not planning on it. Um, somebody asked about Rico Powers. I, I think he went to Jackson State. And Mike Wyman, I don't know. Did he end up at Virginia? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, J-Rock says Clemson's yelling about how they would have beaten us by multiple touchdowns had Kludnick played. They're still in the denial mm -hmm. stage. I just don't – I don't know about that. You know, I, I think if Carolina had, you know, played a little – made less mistakes, they probably would have won the game. So – yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, if it's if it, I mean, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By, 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 by more than uh, more than one point. How about that? Mm -hmm. um, Ed says, "Do we still have a chance with Lenore Sellers, or will it depend on an OC hire?" I think the Gamecocks have a reasonably good shot to flip him. Um, I think if you got a new OC and kind of convinced him uh, of what you're going to do and got him on board, it would probably be a little easier. Uh, but I still think the Gamecocks have a pretty good shot there. Um, Chris says, what positions do you target for depth in the portal? I think every position is on the table. Uh, I think if Rattler comes back, the quarterback's probably not going to be one you look at. Uh, I think that uh, any of the other spots uh, are up in the air. And I think, obviously, you need linebackers. I think you need linebackers. I think it's helpful – you know, they, they've started to target some of these older offensive linemen. If you can get those guys, great. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's just hard because they have a lot of uh, lot of deal. Uh, Tyler says, what's the vibe at home with the bowl game matchup, JC? Not good. <clears throat> Not good. Uh, KFC says, is Willie Korn any good? He got exposed when Grayson was hurt. I don't know about that. I think every time – if you lose Grayson McCall – it's probably not going to be ideal. I mean, I don't know what you want him to do. Yeah, you got to figure there's not a lot of QB depth at Coastal, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you? What do you? He's one of the greatest players in Coastal history. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in college football. I mean, you, you have to know if you don't have him, you're not going to do well. It's not that doesn't expose anybody. Uh, so, you know, that's the thing right there. Kublik needs the thing NIL deal. It's Kluber and time. <laughs> um, Will says, I see JC as a Rudy thing in the background of the wall. Yeah, it's it's Rudy holding a cold draft beer. Hmm. I thought that was iconic. <laughs> uh, uh, well, there you go. That that has nothing to do with uh, my fiance. I just thought it was, you know, because you, you notice there's a draft right there, cold draft. So I thought that was kind of cool. 
<laughs> um, Louisville fans are torn between Bob Brom and bringing Bobby Petrino back. Elizabeth says, <laughs> "I don't know about that, brother. I'd probably just uh, why would you Petrino? That would be his third go around there. No way, <laughs> no way." Uh, third Jeff, time's a charm, JC. Third time's I'm, a charm. I'm driving with a bunch of money to get uh, Jeff Jeff Brown, and I think Brown may take it this time because he's sort of, you know, I mean, look, he won a division at Purdue. They got to go to Indianapolis. How much, you know, more further can you take it? In my opinion, mm-hmm. so that's that's the deal. Tyler said, "What are your thoughts on an OC like Brennan Marion that would make us more of a special prep?" I love it. I would love that idea. Uh, I think Brennan Marion may be close to getting a head coaching job somewhere, but uh, if if they could pull that off, I'd, I'd love that kind of hire. You know, that's kind of my thing. A guy that, you know, and, and look, the, the, the report I made today mentioned that, and I talked to somebody kind of familiar with Beamer's thinking that he may not be married to going all in on a big spread type of deal, like just spread. Now, now spread's two different things. Spread's formations. Uh, and they've been almost exclusively in spread the last two weeks of the season, right? Uh, but then there's like what, what's called the quote unquote spread offenses, which are basically they live and die by it. Like I don't see, you know, I, I, you know, based on this person's opinion, they they didn't really know that Shane would go all in on a spread like that. He likes to be multiple and things like that. So that's the deal there. Jan says I think the portal has poisoned college athletics, but it's killed loyalty to a school or their fan base. I I agree. It's uh, there's some very surprising names. I mean, like you mentioned, Dominic Lovett. My goodness, he was first first second in the SEC in receiving, uh, and just gets out of Missouri. You know, Bolt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it is. Uh, there's so many of them that are just you know. Of course, we all knew it was going to happen. Unfortunately, our team isn't seeing a mass exodus like we were assuming it would a month ago. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's where culture and morale kind of helps. You know, right. guys don't they don't want to leave. You know, Carolina yeah. Titans said Andy Ludwig would be a decent hire. He's at Utah now, right? Used to be at Vandy and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if you want to run and throw, I mean, I, I think I think you God Utah man. Whew. How I, about I, that? I didn't see that coming. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way. So, so for two years straight. They've played a team twice for the Pac-12 and beaten the crap out of them the second time. That's impressive. Uh, I I bet they're just kicking themselves because they'd have probably been in the playoff, Phil, had they not lost to uh, Florida opening game of the season. Oh, yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. It just made our victories over Tennessee and Clemson all the more sweeter watching how the Big 12 and Pac-12 played out just because it was like, wow. Y'all were really close. You had it. You had it. <laughs> you had it right there. Tennessee and Clemson would have both been in. Yep, both of them. <laughs> would have been three and four right there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Joey says, so are Riley and Browse both off the table? I, I wouldn't say that. I would say Riley's always been a long shot. Uh, I'm less confident about Browse maybe – that I once was from the Carolina end of things. So that's the thing there. Um, Quadress is a solid boosters are paying players just to put their name in the portal. Wild, wild west. Man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, if that's the case, uh, there's some committed boosters out there, but they're also kind of stupid. 
and that's dumb. <laughs> right. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that's dumb. I'm going to pay the. Why not go to the five star guy committed to Georgia and say I'm going to pay you this money to just decommit from Georgia, and then you can sign with Georgia all you want later. But here's money to decommit. Wow. Uh, Carolina Titan points out Utah is physical. They ran all over Southern County. I got to give Keith credit for that. I'll probably give him credit when he comes on later that, that he talked about Utah being extremely physical and that that's why they could win. So that's the deal there. Uh, Daddy F says, we would have been if not for you meddling Gamecocks, Tennessee right. and Clemson. <laughs> so, you know, James says, always better to learn during a win than a loss. Uh, I think this applies to Beamer hiring someone from his wedding party. Yeah, I don't think a wedding party had anything to do with it. I think, I think what was, all right, I, so I think conceptually, when you, when you, if you talk to Marcus Satterfield about offense and he talked about what he's going to do, that did not line up with what he actually did uh, until the end. Because if you remember, it was supposed to be kind of like Joe Brady versus Lincoln Riley. And it didn't even look like, I mean, it looked like that at the end, didn't it? I mean, it looked like a lot like Joe Brady stuff at the end. So I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, here's the thing. They they mainstreamed it or whatever, and they, they made they they paired it back, uh, and that made all the difference in the world. Same thing we've been complaining about the whole time. It's too complicated. Um, Tyler, or, or wait a minute, Sonder, who in your opinion is more likely to transfer, Tanner Bailey or Braden Davis? I would say Davis at this point. Um, and I know why people say Bailey because Bailey put on social media how much he liked Marcus Satterfield way back when. But uh, I would say Braden Davis at this point. Uh, Carolina says they're saying Drake May will get four or five million in NIL if he enters the portal. Well, Drake May maybe maybe worth that to some school. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with those guys. You know that that can earn that can go earn it. Um. I thought what added Jordan Addison did last year, leaving his team after leaving Pitt after spring practice and all that sucks because you really leave your coaching staff in a bind because, you know, it's like they've gone through spring with you, you know, in spring you're setting up for the next year. And if you do that, you know, I thought that was a little ridiculous, but uh, if you can enter the portal and you're Drake may and you can make four or 5 million and go somewhere great, more power to you. Yeah, it's a lot different uh, entering the portal and transferring now, you know, from that perspective. Because I, w- I didn't support that Addison move either because it was obviously just for money. Uh, you know, he's probably benefited from it, but, you know, Southern Cal isn't playing for very much at the end of the year now anyway. So that yeah. lot of good it did him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You got beat by good old Utah, yep. <laughs> who just – all they do is uh, kick people's ass and win football games, right? Uh, Cody Welch, what would a ballpark of how much Beamer's new contract is going to be? I'd say four or five. And I think that's fair based on what he's done. Um, Rick says, I want to personally welcome Tennessee and Clemson to the Drop Your Nuts Bowl, presented by Planners and sponsored by Beamer Ball. <laughs> how about that? Jafaller mentions coaches have been leaving teams high and dry for years. That that's true, and that's a good point. Um, I, I just I think when you're a player, though, and you know you look at all your teammates, those those are the, the brotherhood supposed to be your brothers, uh, and you go uh, late like that, you know, and I, I don't know, it's not a good look. But I don't blame anybody for up and leaving for a better opportunity at all. 
Quantrell says, would you ever thought in your years of recruiting there'd be a day dedicated to players transferring 24-7 as a live show about it? Yeah, it's the way of the world now, man. And uh, it's basically free agency in college football. Not and, and, like, how do I feel about it? I, You know, for the game, I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know if this is good or not. Uh, you know, I, I think for coaches, it puts a lot of extra stress on you because – you're basically re-recruiting your entire team every year uh, for the Gamecocks. It's worked out pretty well. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm like, you know, I, like, you know, look who they brought in last year and look who they lost. I mean, there's no comparison. And, and I think as long as you're upgrading like that, it's fine. I think you can also run into a situation where if you hit on a bad batch, uh, of portal guys or a bad, but it's the same thing with recruiting classes. If you, if you hit on a highly rate recruiting classes, it's full of guys that, you know, man, eh, they don't want to play that kind of thing. Uh, so there's that, uh, you know, there's that thing there. And so it's, it, it's one of those things where uh, that can hurt you. You know, I, I don't know how good of a group Arkansas had this year, by the way, top to bottom with yeah, in terms, I mean, of, in terms of team guys. And look at the premium destination schools, you know, versus some like South Carolina, it really, when you think about it, who, you know, because Coach Beamer has taken an inside-out approach to recruiting and pulling players in, uh, and that you're not just grabbing everything you can out of the portal. You're trying to get, you know, kids from down the road like Eamon Worry and, you know, uh, drawing a blank, what, DQ? DQ Smith, Smith. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's going to be harder for those guys to jump in and make that decision than it will be, you know, somebody that uh, you have recruited because of your name that lives, you know, 2000 miles away. And then he doesn't get enough playing time. And next thing you know, he's like, well, I'll, I'll just you know, off to the next school. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's the king there, Phil. It's like, you know, you also have to have Marquis Anderson's and, and, and guys like that. Uh, the D line and Montague Rames and all that. And, and it starts in state. You're right. It's inside out. Uh, and then they look for guys that are fits. I mean, there's a kid in the portal right now from Louisville that the Gamecocks recruited out of high school. I don't know how he ended up at Louisville. I think, I think that was during the transition from Muschamp to Beamer. Well, he's in the portal now. Uh, pretty good player. Travion Cooley he's from North Carolina. They're, they don't want anything to do with him because of uh, he just doesn't fit the program. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's something that will happen. So everybody's – why is everybody posting about Major Applewhite? I'm like, goodness gracious. Uh, I keep Ma seeing that name pop up, too. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it either. Ma Major's name appeared on one list, one somewhere, and so did Jake Spavital. It's been on social media or whatever. And people now think they're the leading two candidates. I'm just not I'm – not, I'm not convinced of that. By the way, and Craig pointed out in the chat room, Nick Coleman, who is the graduate analyst uh, that coached quarterbacks. See, I thought he was going to coach quarterbacks for the bowl. It's going to be interesting. He was uh, Marcus Satterfield's guy. He is now going to join Trent Dilfer's staff at UAB as an offensive assistant. So Nick Coleman's on the move away from the staff. He, he was Satterfield's kind of right-hand man. He'd been with him before Tennessee Tech, places like that. So uh, there you go. Uh, with that, Daryl Ware is in the portal. 
Uh, a little disappointing there. Uh, yeah. walk, former walk-on from Fort Dorchester, but uh, probably a guy that I think can go someplace and get a lot of playing time. Uh, Cam Hardy's another walk-on that's in the portal uh, for the Gamecocks right now. So just uh, keeping up with all of that. So, so far, so good uh, on that all, all that thing. So here we go. All right, time to take another break. I'm kind of liking these short breaks. Yeah, the little ones inter, you know, interspersed throughout. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back after a minute. Don't forget Keith also coming up at the top of the hour inside the Gamecocks the show presented by Express Slum Rooms of Columbia. Rolling on. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of REMAX at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at REMAX.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at REMAX.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team proud sponsors of inside the gamecocks family vacations a new car a new boat all cost money but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now i help consulting can help you finally get the kids to disney world upgrade the minivan or drop that new boat in the water next summer let daniel and i help consulting consult with you no fees just savings you pay them a percentage of those savings save on essential services credit card fees you name it let them find it these folks are incredible ihelpconsulting.com how can i help you what's up this is johnny and bell with the gamecocks and you're now listening to inside the gamecocks show with jc and phil Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give them a call, 803-446-4662, to talk about a sunroom addition to your home. First hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss of Coldwell Banker Kane Realty up in Spartanburg. Give Cindy a call for your upstate residential real estate needs, 864-414-5271. And I saw something in the chat box, JC, that I was thinking about during the break before we posted it. Yeah, daddy where is the best place to track portal business? And how does that work? Because I envision it like this, you know, this Google Doc that all the coaches and <laughs> recruits have access to and names just pop in and out of it. You know, can we, is that something we can look at? And how does that work, man? It's not, you can't access it. Okay, so I'd go to the front page. Of, well, the public can't access it, right? I would go to the front page of 24-7 Sports. Uh, they have got tracking i mean they're going to track it uh all day long uh and they've got it right there they've got the access to it they've got sources that are tracking it you know we've got sources on our end too for south carolina specific stuff but uh, the front page of 24 7 sports uh click on that article uh the devin leary article and all that good stuff and uh, you know all that good stuff uh looks like nutter dame 
uh, and Missouri both may be in on Devin Leary. So that's a ah, that's pretty interesting that he's leaving. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and Dave Matter, who was on this uh, show, talked about they asked Drinkwitz directly about about Devin Leary. He's like, yeah, I don't think he can comment on him, man. <laughs> right? Yeah, I doubt he can say anything right now. <laughs> yeah, so that's the deal there. But uh, you know, so we're rolling right along here. But that that's the best way, Daddy O, to keep up with it. You know, the Gamecock guys, like I said, you know, the, the transfer tight end from Maryland is the guy they're going to take a look at. Uh, his name is C.J. Dipri, Dipri, Dupree. I guess maybe it pronounced for Dupree uh, from Pennsylvania Lakeland. Boy, he looks like a big, mean Pennsylvania-looking dude. Caught thirty mm-hmm. passes at Maryland this year. Uh, he's big, two sixty. Uh, so that would, you know, that's a guy I think could could help them uh, because tight end you lose Nate Atkins and you lose most likely Austin Stagner as well. So. Uh, there you go for that. And then uh, Ali Jennings, who I've mentioned and Tony's mentioned before, uh, that, uh, you know, he um, is an old Dominion. Uh, he's caught like, I think, 116 passes the last two years. Uh, he was Juice Wells, high school teammate from Highland Springs, Virginia. I They love him and they, they, they hope they can get him. So that's, uh, that's the deal there, uh, I think. Uh, with, with all that, those are the two guys to kind of look at it. Uh, maybe says JC thoughts on that Virginia cornerback from Rock Hill. We're going to go for him. I don't know at this point. Uh, they, they'll take a long look at every in-state kid. So that's the deal there. Um, Jake said he would love Brendan Marion, but I bet he ends up at Tennessee. Well, here's my question about that, Jake. I don't know. Why would you? Why, all right, so, so he goes to Tennessee. You're, he's not running – his offense, he's running Heupel's offense. He runs Sarkeesian's offense now. Uh, I don't know why, I Just unless I just want to live in Tennessee, I don't know why I would do that uh, if I were him. Um, you know, uh, Quantrill says that Louisville job seems like a hell of a job. Great city. I think it rivals Nashville, and they got money. That's true. Louisville could be a really good – I mean, they used to be really good across the board in all athletics. Uh, but it could be a, it could be a really good football job. I, I think I think Satterfield did okay there, um, but they uh, oh division. You have Clemson, you have Florida State. You know, I I think Satterfield kind of um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he ever endeared himself to the fans there. I think it was a very love hate. He comes in, he takes over disaster for Petrino. They end up winning eight his first year. Right, which I believe was the pan. No, what the pandemic year it was twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and then they dipped during the pandemic, and they got. I think they got back to a bowl last year, and they're back to a bowl this year. But Cincinnati, I mean, any coach should be somewhat interested in Cincinnati, just because every coach that coaches there, good things seem to happen to. The only coach that didn't get another job there is Tommy Tuberville, and you know this wasn't because he coached at Cincinnati, but he's a state. He's a United States senator now. <laughs> you know, everybody else either, you know, uh, Mark D'Antonio got the Michigan State job. Uh, Brian Kelly got Notre Dame. He's now at LSU. Butch Champions of Life Jones uh, got the Tennessee job. He's now at Arkansas State. Um, you know, uh, Luke Fickle just got Wisconsin. And, you know, so if you're Scott Satterfield, 
you know, Cincinnati is almost a no-brainer to take. It's just weird because it's right down the Ohio River from Cincinnati. I mean, he could literally take a boat. He, Scott Centerville could take a boat to Cincinnati down the river. Um, hop on a pontoon and party his way right on. Yeah, they're, 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 they're old Metro Conference basketball rivals in the football. They play for the Caganales. And in, in in the kind of bizarre – and this is this bizarro world, they're playing in the Fenway Bowl in Boston at Fenway Park. I know. So, so you got this really awkward game uh, with two teams that play for the Keg and Ales that probably don't like each other very much. And uh, it's in Fenway Park in Boston. And and, and the Louisville coach is going to be the Cincinnati coach. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the whole weird thing about it. It's like, yeah, this Scott Satterfield's just going to be sitting there recruiting for the other team that, you know, <laughs> even though he coached one of them all the way into that game. It's just weird. 76. I uh, hope you feel better, buddy. Yeah, we'll man. Say a prayer for you. Theo Weiss from Oklahoma. Joey mentions, I'm sure they'll call him. I don't know. Rattler comes back. You know, we'll see. Uh, Realistic Joel says Louisville's in chaos and they are broke. <laughs> ACC, man. It's not exactly, you know, big money in that league, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Daddy S says, was, was Dakari Collins hurt this season? I see where he is in the portal. Yes. Uh, my understanding is Dakari was hurt for Clemson. Um, good player. Good player. Uh, Queasy says they still play football in baseball stadiums. Yeah, see, the thing to do now is to play a football college football game in an iconic baseball stadium. Um, Didn't Northwestern so, play a game at Wrigley one year? That just seems yeah, like. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They, they played mm-hmm. several. Illinois played games at Wrigley. Uh Yankee Stadium has the, mm-hmm. the pinstripe bowl. Pinstripe, yeah. Other like, I think Notre Dame played Army there one time on a neutral field. Uh, mm-hmm. They got the Fenway Bowl. That that the Seattle used to do that at Safeco mm-hmm. uh, for the Seattle Bowl. Uh, Jared says TOS that, that would be Gamecock Central is posting Apple White and TBS is going nuts about it. Are they saying Apple White's the leading candidate, or do they just put him on their hot board? Because that would be interesting to me. Uh, Queasy says, as a Raider fan, playing in baseball stadiums is offensive. Yeah. Uh, Vegas went, I mean, the Raiders went from like the worst stadium <laughs> in the NFL to like a Taj Mahal. Because uh, that that stadium, I, mean, I was watching the Pac 12 title game the other night. I was like, my God, what a nice place. Yeah. James says on the hot board. Yeah. I don't think people need to go nuts. I mean, look, man. Would I hire Major Applewhite? Probably not. Uh, would I hire Jake Spadaval? Probably not. I mean, but those two guys aren't terrible. I mean, people, you have to understand, terrible just left the building, okay? <laughs> Terrible's out the door. Uh, you know, those guys are competent. I mean, and I'll say this about Major. I, uh, I've i never quite thought, you know, I've always kind of wondered, like, you know, what what's the deal? Why isn't he doesn't succeed at certain places, that kind of thing. Uh, and I'll say this, you know, uh, he ended up at South Alabama. You guys know who the quarterback was there a couple of years ago. The the feedback I got from that end was he was great, you know. Um, but that doesn't mean that I would have him high on my list, uh, for not for this job. Uh, it just means that, like, the guy is not completely a buffoon or incompetent. Um, would I rather have somebody else? Absolutely. Uh, 
same with Spav- Spavadol because Spavadol stepped in uh, to different places and taken over, and it just it hasn't like he replaced uh, Cliff Kingsbury at A and M and got and coached Johnny football the next year, and they weren't as well. Uh, that kind of deal. Tiffany says people sources come not only from the inside the building, but the agency world. Absolutely. Uh, and I'll, I'll admit that too, man. I've got, uh, I've got a lot of sources uh, outside of the building uh, and, and all that, that I use. And, and they, they've done me well over the years, you know, so why not? Let's do it. Um, How much is agency contacts use this like obfuscation though? And just, you know, trying to get a name out there to maybe find a potential head coaching position for potential OC, you know, rumors or drive up prices. I'm sure that happens a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. They use the media. I mean, it's, there's no question about it. They use the, the national guys too. So, Mm -hmm. um, Brian says, Oh, Will says North Texas at the number 20 offense in the country this year. Yes. Seth Luttrell, uh, now, I think that would be a big-time hire. Uh, the only thing about Seth Luttrell, like, he's never coached – unless and, – and see, I, I need to look this up because I don't know if he coached quarterbacks um, at North Texas or not as the head coach, okay? Uh, but you look back, he's never coached quarterbacks. So you, you'd have to kind of – I don't know, figure out a way for somebody to coach quarterbacks too if you hired him. But I think he's outstanding. I think he's outstanding. Um, Daddy asks, how many more transfers does Lynn, Lynn J. Dixon have in the tank? I guess he's at Tennessee now, but I don't know. Uh, Brian points out the other day when I was asking about Jalen Foster, I was asking about his impact as a coach, not a player. He seems heavily involved. Yeah, you know, you know guys like that are pretty good to have around your program. He was actually kind of a coach on the field last year. I think Jalen actually coaching wise, you wait, Jalen Foster's gonna be a pretty good coach one day. Um, Tyler says building off Phil's question, do you think our athletic department leaks more popular names to make our search seem more in demand? No. Yeah, because they don't want it because why if they do that and then the guy then then they get blamed for like not not closing the deal. Yeah. Yeah, and I think your record at the end of the year has made the job so much more desirable that you don't have to play games like that from the university's perspective. Yeah. Uh, maybe says they're saying the corner from Virginia is going to get a 95 rating on 24-7. I'm willing to bet we go after him. That'd be fine. Anybody in state, and you're probably going to need another corner to replace Cam Smith. Uh, and, and it's just kind of insurance to make sure that the – the freshmen from last year are ready because some get ready at different times. So I'm all for that. I'm not surprised at all if they would take a corner. Uh, Ed says, how do you like Longo as OC? I, I like Phil Longo. I think he's a really good OC. I think the problem, there's two problems with, with, game, with Gamecock fans uh, with this is number one, he just got smoked by Clemson. That's a no-no. Uh, and they only scored 10 points. Uh, that's a no-no. Then number two, uh, the Gamecocks, I think are what two and zero against the Phil Longo offense and shut them down in the bowl last year. Didn't shut them down at Ole Miss, but shut them down in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I don't know. I like Longo because he runs and he has a run game and a pass game that, that are both good. I, I don't know how much, you know, the fact that they don't play defense at Ole Miss, they didn't play defense at North Carolina. I don't, I don't know how much that's affected him and, and his offense because it all works together. But, uh, you know, that's the thing there. Saunders says, any smoke to Nate Atkins as a grad assistant? I could see it. 
Um, 76 says, thoughts on C.J. Dupree. I think Dupree, Dupree. Yeah. Uh, the tight end from Maryland is visit, visiting us. Not familiar with him, but he has size. Yeah, he's from Pennsylvania originally. Uh, I like him. I mean, I think that's the type of guy that, that you want uh, if you're going to take a portal tight end. Uh, big, tough guy. Um, Stacy says, are we looking at Sam McCall? I'd be surprised. Sam's had some issues. Uh, but that said, Torian Gray knows him. And so I can't rule that out. But, man, McCall would be something else. Uh, Clarence says, is our likely OC a name we haven't really heard yet? Eh, probably. <laughs> Just guessing, probably. Maybe, I mean, he may have been on one of the hot board lists or something. But, you know, like hot board list guys are, are like a collection of names. Like, on the hot board, you throw everybody on the hot. If you heard it from somebody that's the least bit credible, you know, within college football, you throw it on the hot board. Okay. That, because the hot board is just that it's like a list of names. Uh, as things progress, you report on how things are going with those different candidates, uh, that kind of thing. Um, Gamecock says, any closer to getting Harbor after the Maryland visit? He's going to wait uh, and he'll wait until the, the traditional signing day. Oh, so, February, January, huh? yeah, January, we'll be We'll talk a lot about Nick Harbor after the new year. I promise. Uh, Ryan says hearing Mullen recommended Brian Johnson. That's not a surprise. I mean, he's Brian, but see, I, I just, I don't, I mean, he would be a slam dunk home run, grand slam, whatever you want to call it. Brian Johnson's a hell of a coach. I mean, not just a good coach, a great coach. Uh, look at what he's done with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is an NFL quarterback now. Um, he would be elite. He interviewed for the head coaching job at South Carolina with Ray Tanner. Uh, and, and that was one of the most impressive interviews Tanner had, uh, when the, the, when they hired Shane Beamer. Um, I just, I don't think at that point, if you go hire Florida's OC after your last two hires were former Florida head coaches, that that would have worked. Uh, <laughs> but, but he is a, he is a, he's a tremendous. Now, if he wants to come back to college and call offense and run the show, Great, go get him. I mean, that he would go above Mullen and everybody else, but I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Slusser says DJ Clemson's quarterback and EJ Williams from Phoenix City, Alabama, are entering the portal. That's no surprise. I figured that would happen. They have uh, not yet, though. Clemson, Clemson's moving on. They're, we're on the Kublenik. We're on mm-hmm. the we're on the Cade. Except EJ's in, but I have not seen DJ yet. Yeah, it's been reported out there, yeah. but it's probably, uh, I don't know, UCLA, someplace like that, Cal, who knows. We got to get to the break. Keith Allsep coming up on the other side. Inside the Gamecocks, the show Monday rolls on. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope's State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Walk, walk, easy. He's got a tire by the tail, he has. 
You'd better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cops! Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody, brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John a call, 803-446-4662, to get in touch with him about a sunroom addition to your home. And the second hour of the show is brought to you by the Burgesson team at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek Burgesson a call or shoot Adam an email at aburgesson, that's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N, at remax.net. And we are joined, as we generally generally are on Mondays at noon, by Keith Alsef of Locked on the Gamecocks podcast on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. Well, Keith, it looks like there's a lot of uh, portal activity, offensive coordinator smoke <laughs> going on. Uh, but, hey, first off, congrats to you for uh, saying that uh, Utah was going to out-physical Southern Cal this past weekend. <laughs> you, you nailed it, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> Go Utes. Uh, Austin Steiner's in the portal. Oh, wow. I needed a well, quick refresh. Not a surprise. Yep. Honestly, because he, he's one that did not share in the riches of the last two games. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I wish him well. Uh, he certainly uh, got a lot of talent. You know, there's no denying that, J.C., but at the same time, you look at his arms. I mean, the guy looks like he's never been in a college strength program. I mean, I know he spent the entire spring working on uh, graduating from Oklahoma. I think he had to take like 21 hours and – Worked on running routes and catching the ball, but not on getting stronger. And quite frankly, at the end of the year, Nate Atkins was just better than him. Problem is, Nate Atkins has no more eligibility. Uh, But, you know, I did uh, come across a tight end who was a former high school quarterback who's transferring from Maryland uh, that South Carolina is going to be heavily in the mix with. And he flourished this year. At Maryland, 30 receptions, I think 374 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Dupree, I think, is his last name. And uh, he has been offered and will visit. So, look, I mean, I think we are a happy bunch of Gamecocks. 
you know, you got the the bowl matchup you wanted. You got the destination you wanted in Jacksonville. It's less than a five-hour drive from Columbia. Uh, let's just hope there's another first uh, for Shane Beamer because the Gamecocks have never won there. I, I was not there in 1980 when uh, Hugh Green and Pitt absolutely dismantled South Carolina. I was there in 1984 when a young coach with uh, Brill Cream named Jimmy Johnson and hmm. uh, Oklahoma State beat the Gamecocks. They had a little freshman running back named Thurman Thomas. Hmm. Uh, I think he wound up playing hmm. in three Super Bowl losses with the Buffalo Bills and had a phenomenal career there. And then, Unfortunately, I was there in 1987 when LSU, who was probably the best team in the SEC that year, they, they were 10-1. and one. They only lost one game, and that's when their quarterback, Tommy Hodson, and their All-American wide receiver, Wendell Davis, were both out. They were not out that day, and uh, they got after the Gamecocks pretty good. So, Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks, they got a chance to do something that's never been done. That's win a Gator Bowl. And you get a chance to beat Notre Dame. You got a one-game win streak on the Irish uh, that dates back to 1984. I was there for that one. Uh, Me, my college roommate, my best friend, and another friend, we drove up from Columbia to South Bend, Indiana. And uh, coming up on one of the Locked on the Gamecocks podcast prior to the bowl, we're going to recant or recount that story <laughs> and uh, a lot of wild events. I've uh, heard that. Heard the story. Uh, it's a great one. Sure. Yeah. Don't miss lot, it. Don't miss it. A lot of wild events, but uh, a lot of stuff going on. You know, uh, Nick Coleman, congrats to him. He's moving on, joining – uh, the staff at UAB with Trent Dilfer and uh, Austin Stogner, all the best to him. Uh, he was very instrumental. I mean, his biggest contribution to Gamecock football may be getting Spencer Rattler to South Carolina because, quite frankly, I don't think it happens without Austin Stogner, J.C., Oh yeah, I mean, because well, he—he's the one that kind of sold him on it and all, and uh, you know, I—I under, I understand Stogger. I mean, because I, you know, you look at him like you said, he's got—he's got to get stronger. Uh, I don't think he's ready for the NFL. Um, you know, maybe this just wasn't. Because uh, like, I don't know. Somebody in the chat box just said Trey Kenyon's better. I mean, he may very well be. I mean, I, <laughs> sucks to say. Uh, you know, Trey Kenyon's actually. Uh, you know, when he played this year, did a lot of good things. Uh, and I think Nate Atkins outplayed him toward the end and uh, all that good stuff. So, um, you know, no question uh, about that with, with that. And certainly, and, and, you know, you knew there was going to be a guy, you know, a guy or two, the guy in the portal that you were like, ah, you know, that's kind of, I liked him. You know, it's not all just going to be guys that didn't play and walk-ons and things like that, you know. So uh, that's kind of to be expected. So we'll see sort of what happens with all that. Yeah, I remember that 87 Gator Bowl. My parents were at the 84 Gator Bowl. They actually went and 
All I remember about that trip is my mom said, your dad wants to go to the dog tracks again. <clears throat> <laughs> he said there's these great, they have these Greyhound races down in Florida. Dad apparently was a big fan. They actually stayed in Daytona and drove up. Um, we did a too. Of, a lot of folks used to do that, but uh, most of the folks I know are, are staying around Jacksonville this time. I don't know where me and my buddies are going to stay, but uh, it's uh, the, the, the dates actually work out to where, I get to go to the bowl, and then I think we're going to spend New Year's in South Carolina, back home. So I'm awesome. fired, up, fired up about that. Nice. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe your dad met up with Uncle Buck. Uncle at, Buck. Uh, at the dog track, yeah. <laughs> I remember that from Uncle Buck, man. That's a hell of a movie. Hell of a movie. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, Crager says, we're killing Stog. I appreciate him coming in and bringing Rattler. Yeah, that's true. And, and look, he made some plays this year. I mean, I thought – it was, it was kind of weird. That, that was one of my big gripes uh, after Missouri is that he was like the only guy, one of the only guys that was making plays against Missouri. And then all of a sudden he he went on a milk carton again and remained. Um, there was a play dialed up for him in Clemson or, or probably two or so. Uh, Clemson, Tennessee just didn't make. But uh, wish him the best. Uh, he's got a lot of potential, but he does have to get stronger. And, and Keith nailed it. He missed, kind of missed the spring because of academics and stuff. So I, uh, you know, I just, you just wish him the best. He's been through a lot in his career, injury wise and things of that nature. Uh, so that's the deal there. Uh, Josh has a good question from the the chat box. Does Garrett Riley being Lincoln's brother and Beamer having ties to Lincoln sway a decision in any way? Now I have a feeling, Josh Garrett Riley, if he leave, if he leaves TCU. Uh, it's probably going to be in the state of Texas somewhere. Uh, I am sure that the A&M boosters, the oil money folks that mandated that Jimbo hire an OC, know exactly who they want to hire, and I would guess it's him. Uh, so I, I would I would not be surprised to see him surface at A&M if he leaves TCU at all. Uh, and that's just uh, – Keith, Keith knows Texas schools. that The bigger Texas schools sometimes love to go take – from the lower Texas schools, right, Keith? <laughs> I mean, I think if I'm Garrett Riley, though, do you really want to go and work for Jimbo Fisher, a guy that's toxic, uh, when you could stay right there in the Metroplex and perhaps become the next head coach at North Texas? Um, I think that's a very attractive opening, uh, and I think Seth Luttrell – becomes a very attractive candidate for Shane Beamer. He's got ties to the Carolinas. He was uh, on coach uh, six packs abs uh, staff when they were really good, won the ACC there. And, um, you know, they did a lot of really unique stuff. It really was not, all air raid. It was not all spread. It had a, you know, it's just a unique kind of system. Um, you know, maybe that's where Gamecock Central's getting Willie Corn's name from. Maybe uh, Seth Latrell comes in. You move Jody Wright off the field. Latrell coaches tight ends. You bring in Willie Corn to coach quarterbacks. I mean, I'm just throwing. Stuff against the wall, JC. I got nothing at this point. 
I got very little. <laughs> I mean, I, I and I love Seth Luttrell. I mean, I'll be honest. Like you throw, like you ask me, you throw him up just as an OC against Spavital, Applewhite, some of those other names. Maybe heck, maybe even Graham Harrell. I would. I, I like Seth, uh, but you're, you know, like I said earlier, like you pointed out, Keith. You know, he doesn't coach quarterbacks. So, and I wonder now who's going to coach quarterbacks for the bowl. My guess is it'd be Freddie Kitchens. Because or really Zab, not, could be uh, Seth, Colonel yeah. Colonel, mm-hmm. Colonel Zabuliah. Mm-hmm. His, he he may come off of the Western Front. Dear mother. <laughs> Dear mother, so. I have left the Western Front temporarily and am headed east towards Columbia, South Carolina, where I will join General Shane Beamer and company for the bowl game and lead his regiment of quarterbacks. Fear not, I am safe. With love. <laughs> I am your son forever, Colonel Zebuliah. Zebuliah. Colonel Zebuliah. Hey, uh, what, what if he ended up calling the game uh, and the Gamecocks win? He's smarter and, than Siderfield, dude. Last right year, the Vanderbilt game, he yeah. specifically told Siderfield which plays to call for him. I heard he was pretty involved in the last two weeks, too, like in terms of uh, in the meetings and all that. He is a smart guy. And, uh, uh, boy, his legend would just grow. <laughs> the Zeb, the legend of Zeb, don't legend, don't, don't, don't. legend of Zeb. Look, he's the son. He's a he's a kind of a Connor Shaw kind of guy, right? Like he yep. is the son of a really good, a great actually high school coach, and uh, he's been around. And he was at Iowa State. He was, uh, you know, in the Dakotas. I always get those mixed up. He's in North I still Dakota. Don't know, I still don't know why that's just not one state. I it's mean, the North there's Dakota only state. about like 12,000 people combined in both Dakotas. But anyway. North Dakota State, the the, the, the good one. The, the yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look, he's been around really good play callers. And, of course, he's been around Mark Siderfield. So, he kind of – yeah, it's kind of like, you know, being in pharmaceutical sales – you get to be around a bunch of really good managers, but then that one bad manager makes you appreciate the good ones. Uh, and, you know, if you decide to go into management, you you get to pull from all the good and uh, you learn what not to do from the bad. So, Absolutely. Uh, I'm with you there. I've had that in my career. Fortunately for me, I'm my own manager and have been for a while. I don't know if I can go back and be managed. <laughs> I can't be controlled. I can't be controlled. That's right. Um, Carolina Titan mentions this, Keith. Any chance to get Trey Sanders from Bama since they don't have a, a running back outside of Marshawn and Juju? CBS is gone by Bill Smith's out, out of the bill, unfortunately, uh, except for the bowl. Um, look, man, if they get Trey Sanders – I was never buying the Trey Sanders is a five-star number one back in the country hype, right? But I do think he's very good. And I think at Carolina, he could really do some good things. Now, I don't know what they're going to do at that position. I can kind of see a need for it, you know. But, uh, you know, if Amos and Carroll or Amos – I don't know that Lavoisier can leave. He can't leave without sitting out. Uh, Amos could. 
you know, so I, I could see the wisdom in doing that. You know, I just, I think Trey Sanders, because he was like this big hype recruit, is probably going to have a lot of options. Uh, and they, if I'm not mistaken, he's from Florida too. So maybe he the reached Gators out to uh, Dion via Twitter asking him if he had room in Colorado. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's interested in maybe uh, heading out there. Well, he, he was an IMG kid. So mm. he, he went to IMG. So that's a, uh, that's the deal there, but we got uh, yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot of different running back. I mean, a lot of different uh, combinations and stuff like that. So, well, uh, I like the running back at Vanderbilt that's in the portal. Yeah, and and I like <clears throat> excuse me, I like Kobe Pace as well from Clemson. Yep, is he in the portal yet? He's in the portal. And so this morning, he was one of the first ones that went in the portal. That's, I think I think I think DJ tweeted from the sidelines at Bank of America Stadium. Uh, he was in the portal. Maybe it was at halftime when he went back in and uh, could get to his cell phone. Yeah. And by the way, Clemson fans. Okay. South Carolina is not North Carolina on defense. And I just want to point out, I know Cade Klubnik. Uh, I've officiated uh, scrimmages. I officiated him when he was the JV quarterback at Westlake. I saw him in December right before he had to Clemson uh, at a barbecue joint. We were having a, a crew meeting. And the dude's about 170 pounds, okay? If he would have played against South Carolina, would he have been better than 8 for 29? I don't think so because he wouldn't have got to attempt that many passes because he would have probably been injured or broken in half on one of those quarterback runs, okay? North Carolina's defense, they are like wrapped in bubble wrap, like the Pillsbury Doughboy wrapped in bubble wrap. Uh, and they don't hit anybody. So it's just not even, I mean, it's just not even close. I mean, I, I know a lot of the talking heads are saying, oh, Dabo cost himself a shot at the playoff. He should have played. What if Klubnik would have done what he did uh, at Notre Dame and thrown a pick six? Uh, you know, I think they, or I don't know if it's a pick six, but he threw an interception that Notre Dame started inside the Clemson 20 and they just yanked his ass out. No, they can't even point to the Syracuse game because that was officiating one that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, it wasn't he only, Klubnik. No. He only, only attempted two, three passes. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's fine. I mean, look. I think I think he's got a future there. I think Clemson people just need to kind of worry about worry about Tennessee right now. And uh, you know, hey, you got uh, two good young receivers. You got uh, Clubnick. You got Will Shipley. He'll be back. I think Kobe Pace is a significant loss just from a potential and depth standpoint. But uh, I don't know that. Uh, you know, I don't know that they need to be talking about oh, if this and if that. That's fine. You can talk about that all you want. Well, I mean, you know. We all know life's about ifs, right? Uh, <laughs> hey, that, if South Carolina had had, had a uh, a quarterback at all in twenty twenty one, maybe they don't shut you out. You know, that's <laughs> my thing. You know, if if if. So uh, they got they got Mufasa. 
I think that's what Todd Ellis called him. I think he had a Lion King flashback <laughs> called called Phil Mufasa, the Circle of Life. Oh, I think that you know the you know the song uh, yeah. in the jungle started playing in his mind, and uh, he he went to the Lion King. Mufasa, Mugatu, Mugatu. What love, love Todd Ellis? By the way, big, big huge game cop loves Mufa. the Gamecocks. Mufa. Mufa. <laughs> Mufa. Um, so, so there we go with Clemson. So, you know, Keith, uh, the portal's going to be interesting to keep up with. I, uh, Allie Jennings, uh, the receiver that's from, um, uh, the high school juice, juice Wells. Yeah, he's from Old Dominion. He's called 116 passes in the last two years. Really like him, man. Uh, and I think that's kind of if you're looking for like one guy uh, at, at a skill spot that you can circle and say Gamecocks are probably going to take a big big swing at him. Uh, it's that guy. You know, you have the Gamecocks will at least get a visit, and there's be there'll be interest there uh, just because of the connection. But your thoughts on on him and. Uh, what he could maybe bring to the receiving core. Well, I mean, I think he's the dude. I think he's this year's Juice Wells um, for South Carolina. I think he's a very important target uh, to get as well. Uh, you know, look, there's a couple local kids, Elijah Spencer, uh, who caught, a, I think, 50-something passes at Charlotte. Uh, he's in the portal. He's a Dutch Fork kid. And then Fentrell uh, Cypress, who's a Rock Hill kid who's not recruited by South Carolina, went to Virginia, uh, was a lockdown corner for them. I mean, those are some guys. And then I would pay particular attention to offensive tackles and centers in the transfer portal I think, and linebackers. And, uh, you know, probably the best linebacker uh, that they're in on right now is the kid from Oklahoma State. And uh, he is a stud. Yeah. And you got to hope that they <laughs> land that guy. I think it's a, uh, he's a, uh, Really, really good. And part of a, you know, kind of a string of pretty good defenses by Oklahoma State standards. I know they kind of got lit up at times this year, but last year defensively, I mean, on their way to, uh, I think, winning the Big 12, uh, they uh, they were really good, uh, I thought. And, of course, they're Mason, – uh, Mason Cobb, J.C., yeah, Mason Cobb. Mason Cobb, yeah. He's a four-star guy in the portal from Provo, Utah. That may be a little difficult, but uh, could be, you know, still, I mean, that's uh you never know. I mean, it's the SEC and I think South Carolina the last two weeks, Keith, uh, I usually kind of crap on guy on, on, on the chances of guys, the further they are from campus, just because that's kind of been ingrained. But I think with the last two weeks, the nature of the portal, the fact you're in the SEC, the fact you've gotten all this publicity, uh, I think there's all, I think with, no matter where the guy's from, unless there's just a desire to get closer to home, Keith, uh, I think you got a puncher's chance, right? Uh, at least to get him in and get him on campus. With Mason Cobb, you know, I don't know how Utah feels about this kid. 
but obviously their program is uh, about to go to a second straight Rose Bowl, and they're they won the Pac-12 for the second year in a row. <laughs> and so they're uh, all they do is, you know, recruit three stars and kick a lot of ass at Utah. That's all they do. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's the deal there. But yeah, that guy would be, um, I think, outstanding. Yeah, outstanding. They need some stuff. Some more guys will pop up too. You, you never really know. Ray, Ray Davis is the running back from Vanderbilt, JC, and he was the fourth leading rusher in the SEC. Maybe if Vanderbilt's offensive coordinator, you know, you kind of heard whispers, then it kind of died down. Uh, there is a Pete Limbo connection. I mean, I, I think you could do a whole lot worse than, than Lynch, in my opinion. But uh, uh, Davis is is from Northern California, so there's there's his hometown. So he would be uh, out of out of you know region anyway. But heck, Jermaine Burton left Georgia. He's from California. and just stopped off in Tuscaloosa and said, "I think I'll spend my last year here." <laughs> last year, I mean, you just never know. That's why the transfer portal is just kind of crazy and insane. Um, so yeah, Tennessee has a lot of guys in the portal right now. I don't know that any of them are super duper players. Um, did Lynn, Lynn J. Dixon get back in the portal? I don't know. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> I mean, JC, I mean, tell me, I mean, if it's not going to be, it's not going to be Dan Mullen. It's not going to be Garrett Riley. Okay. Here's the thing, though, all right? I just want to caution Gamecock fans, all right? Several years ago, when Will Muschamp was hiring his staff, he had not hired Brian McClendon officially. Brian McClendon was coaching Georgia's bowl game, by the way. And he had not officially hired Tracy Rocker, yet both of them had been unofficially hired and we're in Columbia when they had an official visit weekend, wearing Gamecock polos. Uh, Rocker ultimately, Georgia fans raised hell about it, and Kirby wound up keeping him. He really didn't want to move because Kumar, I think that was his junior year in high school. And so he stayed, but Brian McClendon came, but that was not announced until after the bowl game, just like Lance Thompson was hired, but was not announced until because I think he was the defensive coordinator that year for Auburn's bowl game. I mean, it could be a situation, and let's just use Tim Beck since he's the head coach at Coastal now. Let's just say Shane Beamer is hiring a guy, but maybe that head coach doesn't want it out before National Signing Day, but Shane Beamer can assure his players you know, and there can be some back channel of communication there saying the guy is coming. So I know we all want to know, like last week, we all wanted to know yesterday, there's angst and consternation uh, abounding in Gamecock Nation. There's, you know, weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Uh, every hour that an offensive coordinator has not been hired on the message boards, everybody's in meltdown mode over, oh, my God, we're going to get stuck with Major Applewhite. Um, 
Not so fast, my friends. Okay. Not so fast, Gamecocks. Just relax. Look, I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, I've always been very high on Graham Harrell. And, JC, I know I'm higher on Jake Spavital than than you are just Uh from sources I know out here in Texas. And, um, look, I mean, there's a lot of guys that maybe we don't even know about that Uh Shane Beamer could be – you know, vetting or talking to for this job, or maybe he's close to hiring a guy, you know, from a neighboring state who maybe the head coach doesn't want it out prior to national signing day. I don't know that, but, you know, I know you said you kind of had a gut. It may not be for me personally. I would prefer it to be done by the end of this week. Um, if you're not going to announce it, that's fine. But to me, I don't think you're getting Lenore Sellers if you don't have a name for him prior to National Signing Day. That's just my take on that. Yeah, I could get uh, Trey. I, I don't know. I wouldn't rule it out, but uh, there would have to be some backroom discussions uh, off the record with him to make sure he's okay because it's a big deal for him. It's a big deal. Uh, as it should be, as it should be, I, I promise you. Well, Keith, we got to run, man. We're, we we should have taken a break. We, we got a new format, and I just completely went over the break. So I got to we got to roll. But we appreciate you coming in. Can't wait till next week. Hopefully, there'll be an offensive coordinator next week. But maybe uh, some transfer portal additions. I know, you know, next we got the next two weeks, and then signing day. I mean, it's always an exciting time uh, this time in college football. So we appreciate it, man. No doubt. I'm pulling for Josiah Trotter to flip from West Virginia, and then he brings his brother with him in January. Let's go. Let's go. Go for two. Two for a two for a Trotter. Two for how about that? The Trotter two for. All right, Keith. Appreciate nice. it, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Keith Allsep. Inside uh, locked on the Gamecocks podcast each and every week on Monday here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. And we're up against it. We got to have that break. And then we'll have another break here in 10 minutes. More Nana Sports chat box. Got some mailbag questions to get to as we wrap up Monday on the show. We'll be back. Hey, man. Are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues. And I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699? One zero zero one is Matt's contact number. Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com. A proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. You can't handle the truth. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, 
You support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with fan plans. Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, to talk about an expansion on your home for a new sunroom. And we are brought to you in the second hour by Remax at the Lake. The Burgesson team, give Adam or Derek a call or shoot them an email. A Burgesson, that's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at Remax.net. Man, JC, this portal thing. I like that your 24-7 sports has really got a uh, a nice setup for that. Just keep, you know, listed by the latest ones that enter. I keep refreshing and keep seeing names pop. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating, man. You know, like. Crazy act. I got, <laughs> I'll tell you this. It's like uh, you cover recruiting for a long time and, and it, it, it gets stale sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. It's always, I've always, you know. For me, just kind of my like yearly calendar, I always look forward to going to the all-star games and finishing up rankings and stuff this time of year. December had some drama with some junior college guys, but mainly everybody waited to sign. Now signing day is in December. I mean, the the the, the February signing day is is very limited. Um, so everything happens all at once. Now you throw the portal and coaching changes into it now. And, and it's just like, wow, there's all this new stuff everybody has to consider. And it's uh, it's not stale anymore. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. It's not stale not at all. <laughs> downright, downright fun. Um, Zach says Tanner Bailey and Luke Duddy will leave if Rattler comes back. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I think Luke would probably – be the more likely of the two uh, just because, I mean, how much longer do you want him to wait, <laughs> you know, and, and sit out and sit, you know, he's probably ready to roll. Uh, I don't know about Tanner. I mean, I know Tanner really liked coach Satterfield. Uh, I know everybody in the program really likes him, but I hadn't heard that he's imminently deciding to leave. You never know. Uh, I didn't know that Stogner would leave. I thought Stogner was going to the draft. So, um, and now he's in the portal. Now he may just be in the portal in case he doesn't get a good draft grade or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. So we'll see. Titan says he thinks Braden Davis has a high ceiling, so it won't be too bad. I now Braden Davis would be one I'd keep an eye on a little bit. Just uh, just saying on that one. Uh, so we'll see ultimately what happens. Um, I help consulting mailbag. Let's get uh, let's get into that. Uh, the Christmas list wish or Christmas wish list question uh, from Joseph from Spartanburg mm-hmm. answered answered on, on Big Spur. And basically, I said the, the number one Christmas wish list on the Christmas wish list should be for all those guys, Rattler, Lloyd, Bell and Wells to all come back <laughs> and also to have a new a good new offensive coordinator and also to uh, win the bowl game against Notre Dame. <laughs> you're, you're talking about ma- more momentum than this program has ever had. Uh, you know, as far as that goes. Um, so let's see. We got something from Chris here. Let's see. We got, yeah, Chris. Transfer targets, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, came here a year ago pleading that South Carolina look at Juice Wells from Highland Springs High School, and boy, did that work out. Yep, you're right, Chris, it sure did. Yep. We've got another Highland Springs Virginia-wide receiver in Allie Jennings in the portal. Last two years, over 2,000 yards at ODU, and we'll have one year left. He and Juice are tight, and I couldn't think of a better scenario that Juice recruiting him to come and run it back together next year or come as Juice's replacement if he decides to play for the draft. Told Beamer when I first met him, he needs to go see those Virginia kids where the Beamer name has gravitas. Keep it up. Best for Chris from CLT and the 804. Yeah, I'm, I'm with 804 you. 804 in Charlotte? That's, uh, oh, that's, that's that new Richmond. area code. Oh, no, Richmond. Oh. Yeah, Richmond. yeah, 804. Yeah, 804 is Richmond because yeah, yeah. it's right beside 803. Yeah. Um, I just know, I, like, I'm good with area codes because I did do national recruiting, so I kind of right. memorized. Uh, I'm not good at all of them, but because uh, they do sneak some new ones in there, right? But 804 is Richmond. But yeah, I, I think Jennings would be great. And uh, you are absolutely right. You nailed it, Chris, on Juice. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, never, I'll never forget that. That was amazing. <laughs> um, Tim says, I enjoyed your segment yesterday about the Bulls. It got me thinking about this tweet about the Bahamas Bull. It's time to drop Birmingham and pick up the Bahamas Bull. It's one of the greatest tweets of all time. Can you imagine SEC fans of this environment? It would be great. Um, yeah, he goes on to say they went to see Ohio play UAB. Uh, mm-hmm. walked, walked around the stadium until you reached a fenced-off area. Royal Bahamas Defense Force guard said check behind the fence because he doesn't know what's back there. They ended up in the Ohio locker room, no questions asked. <laughs> they, they brought beer right into the stadium. The locals at the gate didn't ask to check tickets. One of them took a sip of the beer. Um, uh, it's like they have one working scoreboard. Instead of slowing the cl- showing the clock, it's the ESPN feed. So you can't see the score. There's 20, 20 entrances to the stadium. Only 10 are guarded. A drunk fan walked on the sideline and high-fived a player. He then high-fived a Royal Bohemian Defense Force soldier when walking back. The soldier couldn't start laughing. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I, uh, I'm all for that. Let's, let's uh, drop Birmingham and let's go to the Bahamas Bowl. Seriously. <laughs> they uh, really should. I mean, you know, something to keep it. Just, Birmingham just doesn't seem like a real destination for such a conference, you know? <laughs> it, it, and it is. And it, it's, uh, it's, I think it's because the league office is there. They do have a right. new stadium now, but I'm just not, it's just not a good destination uh that you know they do have a history there and all that but i don't yeah. know um ken ken the quad said josh pate brought up with the impending playoff expansion we haven't seen a lot of players overly excited about the transition josh went on to say that a few players even said they would hate it because of the wear and tear that would come with games i mean it's one more game i mean you play 15 in high school you get 17 regular season in the pros i i don't you know, I, I I don't understand this notion about the players going, oh, this, that, and the other. Um, other than you don't get that big, long break between championship, uh, this conference championships and the uh, and the, and the semis, you know, because you got to go to the quarters or first round or wherever. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's something you have to keep in mind uh, is, is player health and safety and all that. But I tend to think it's sort of overblown because they're still going to space it out. What do you think, Phil? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was reading it. I was reading another email, JC. That's all right. <laughs> You're good. You're good. I was looking at Ryan's email. And I was like, oh, we already answered that. Potentially Rattler, Bell, Lloyd, and Wells all coming back from 2003. How much hype would there be for Gamecocks ranked preseason? It would be through the roof, Ryan. Through the roof. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's the deal there. I'm, I'm not worried about the players coming uh, or or whatever. Uh, Xavier, X-Man, feels like Notre Dame was the best possible opponent for Carolina. If we lose to Notre Dame, it's Notre Dame, and oh, well, they're good. If we win, it looks great because we beat a huge name brand. What do you guys think? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you play mm-hmm. bowls when there's downside, like when you played South Florida a few years ago. South Florida was the better team, right? You know, they were better mm-hmm. than the Gamecocks. But look, man, it's like – you know, if you beat them, you were supposed to beat them, but then you lost, and that was a bad loss. I mean, it was one of the few losses to a group of five school this program's had in 20 years. Uh, so you're right. Sometimes there's a downside, depending on who you play. I thought, I thought, that, I thought that Virginia game was downside. Yeah, that um, was a terrible look. I mean, just yeah, demoralizing for everybody involved. And I'll say this. South Carolina, when they played in bowl games against name opponents, they 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 fared better. Like uh, – you think about the Outback Bowls and stuff, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, they beat the Nebraska, Miami. You know, they've gotten up for North Carolina, you know, Michigan uh, under Muschamp. But then, you know, when they played your South Floridas and Virginias of the world, maybe not so much. Yeah, right. So, so a lot, a lot of that. It's for important. your Yukons. Yeah, Yukons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good Lord. I mean, oh, gosh. you know, you, you, you tend to, you know, Carolina tends to in bowl games play at least in the in the mod since the eighties, you know, uh, and they lost every bowl game before nineteen ninety four. Uh, you know, you t- they tend to play up or down to their level of competition, um, and so that's it. Well, we got one more in before we hit the break. Brian Barron says, or Bear, he called it Bear, he calls himself Bear. Mm-hmm. After reading the board the last few days, I thousand percent see why you don't like to release names on the assistance. I'm already seeing the narrative play out with Mullen and potentially Browse if they don't work out. Wise move. Um, but a friend and I have debated are the past two weeks, the greatest continuous 14 days in Gamecock football history. He and I are in our mid thirties for perception's sake. Uh, I argued, no, when in the East versus Florida was the peak and then they beat Troy and then they beat Clemson. So that three weeks is probably pretty daggum good too. Uh, but he says from a perception standpoint, these wins will do more for us than the 2010 East. To his credit, we're all over the playoff show and SEC championship coverage and all that. What say you? I think you can make an argument for it. And, and I, the poll question, I did not tweet the poll question today, uh, but it is on the big spur. What's more important, big wins or avoiding bad losses? And I'm not, I'm not saying that Beamer's had a lot of bad losses because uh, I, I, I think that, you know, Obviously, you you shouldn't have lost to Missouri. Obviously, the Florida score was ugly this year. Obviously, there were some games last year that were close calls, not bad losses. Uh, but then Beamer's got a lot of big wins that I think make up for it. Uh, pr- probably more big wins than Spurrier, uh, if you mm-hmm. want to just count. Oh my God, you know that those kind of wins. Um, so you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I'd probably tend to be biased toward the 2010 situation just because they went and won a championship. And, you know, this is more two wins to wreck championship hopes. But uh, I think we are in one of the greatest, uh, most euphoric periods uh, of Gamecock program history. And it shows you, guys, in this sport, things can turn so quick, man. 
things can mm-hmm. start things can turn so quick. Uh, I think one of the keys for Beamer and the staff and everybody in the organization moving forward is don't don't think you've arrived. Uh, there's still a lot to fix. There's still players that you got to go get. You still have to solidify some things, coaching staff wise, obviously. Uh, but uh, I do think that right now we're in a pretty sweet period, right down to the men's basketball team getting up off the mat and winning a road game at Georgetown, Phil. <laughs> That's right. Picking themselves up, man. Overtime. Thriller. <laughs> big, big game for Gigi, you know. Mm-hmm. Beat the Hoyas for the second straight year, but uh, that's good there. All right, final break of the show. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks the show you can't handle the truth gamecock nation do you need a place to stay for the big game many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions but at fan plans you support inside the gamecocks still earn your hotel loyalty points and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel whether you are visiting columbia to cheer on carolina or hitting the road to follow the team get in the stands with fan plans Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John a call, 803-446-4662. And the second hour of the show is brought to you by the Burgesson team at Remax at the Lake. Adam Burgesson will be happy to answer your questions for your commercial or investment real estate opportunities at A. Burgesson. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at Remax.net. And hey, Sandra, awesome. Got your ticket. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, two for 66. Yeah, the ticket prices, uh, they're connected with SeatGeek, and uh, the prices for the phone there on the secondary market, they were pretty good, uh, I think. So that's uh, that's good. Thank you so much for doing that, Sonder, and all of you that have used fanplans.com. Don't also, also, don't forget Meredith Taylor, uh, golf lessons coming up soon. Don't forget Nana's Porch, uh, sponsor of the chat box. Uh, We're getting our ads smoothed out here i think i messed up and i sent phil a file with the last one for our last break i think i did the same something else is called so i'm an idiot and a moron Uh, but we'll get it we'll get squared out you guys know who our sponsors are right uh and we certainly appreciate every one of you to do it what is fan plans fanplans.com cam uh if you go and book your hotel for the bowl or you get tickets through them uh make reservations we get a cut of that here on the podcast and then like uh, out of that cut, 
30% of it, I'm, I'm going to kick back into Carolina Rise. So it'll go to help NIL deals uh, for student athletes and all that. So, uh, and we'll have for the bowl, you know, if the basketball team, women's basketball travels and you guys want to do that, uh, all the road games for next year, baseball, uh, whatever, you can book it through fanplants.com. Uh, I was slash say, it doesn't have to be uh, that's, uh, athletics travel related, right, JC? Like you can book any yeah. of your trips you, through you fanplants. Yeah, 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 that yeah. would you help us go, out greatly. Yeah, I mean, you got to go to Hilton Head for a business, book it through fanplants. And the good thing about it is, is like in a lot of these things, like if you book, I think on Expedia or somewhere, and they may have changed it because it's been a while since I've used Expedia. You don't get to use your rewards number, right? I know on Hotwire you can't, uh, but with fan plans, you just put your rewards number in. You get to keep your points. So that's mm-hmm. a pretty good deal um, and all that. Uh, is Cam Smith playing in the bowl? I think he's opted out. A really yeah. weird, vague mm-hmm. answer from Beamer yesterday, but I'd be surprised if he did. My man Lance is just happy. By the way, Lance uh, joined Carolina Rise, 1801 club member. Lance, we called it. I wanted to give you a shout out and say I appreciate that. More importantly, yes, the players appreciate it, right? Uh, Cam's about to purchase between six and twelve tickets. Glad he was informed. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I, I got to. I got to get some tickets myself. I've got a couple in one spot, and then I got going to get a couple somewhere else. Um, yeah, maybe he says four tickets lower bowl, nineteen a pop. Yeah, not bad, right? Hey, wow. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So jump on that. Uh, and, and all that good stuff. So we, we certainly appreciate it. Trey Kenyon, um, Gilmore, T. Gilmore says, don't know why they didn't play Twitty or Kenyon more. You know, Twitty could have been like a fullback type. I, I think by the time they got to, gosh, I guess using that kind of position, uh, Nate, Nate Atkins had kind of taken it over. Um, and he was really good. But, yeah, I like DJ Twitty in the spring game quite a bit. Chapman High School, shout out Spartanburg County, right? Game guys have like a, a lot of good walk-ons from Chapman, by the way. Uh, and uh, t- and Kenyon's coming back. I-, I would probably, guys, pencil him in as a starting tight end, wouldn't you? Because uh, you got to guess, like, uh, I think, Phil, your mic's off. Um, I-, I think that uh, – <laughs> there we go. Hey, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I was going to say with Nate Atkins out, that's, you know, yeah, I think Kenyon's going to have a huge role next year. Yeah, and because uh, you got to think the new OC will know how to use Jaheim Bell a little bit better. <sighs> so, anyway. Uh, Cam says, I will not sit on the Notre Dame side. I will play more to sit for the good guys. I'm going to tell you this. I think Notre Dame's going to bring a crowd. Don't get me wrong. But I, th- I think it could be a situation where the Gamecocks have like three-fourths of the stadium. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overestimating, but it's a good it's a good kickoff time. You know, people that have to get off work, Phil, they mm-hmm. only really – because you can drive it in a day and get down there in plenty of time for kickoff. They really only have to get off Friday. Right, you yeah, can come down, you can Thursday easily night. down Thursday night, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and so then you got Saturday and on the New Year's weekend, so it's a good date to travel. Uh, it's not an early kickoff, uh, you know, it's middle afternoon. Uh, you know, I, I think Carolina's gonna bring a heck of a crowd. I, it may be probably be the biggest crowd to a bowl, I think, since the Citrus Bowl, Connor Shaw's senior year, right? Which is mm-hmm. a pretty good sized crowd. Um, and so that, that that's the deal there. With that, I don't know uh, where I'm going to get my tickets from, but if it's that cheap to sit on Notre Dame, probably uh, probably go with Notre Dame. I don't know. Uh, the, the 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 
See, that's yeah. what you could say it as a compromise for you, yeah. uh, wouldn't that, right? Yeah, yeah. you'd be like, yeah, hey, we're sitting on your side of the... Uh... <laughs> sitting, sitting in the Notre Dame section, right? So uh, that'll be good. I help consulting mailbag. You can also get into the mailbag, by the way, uh, by tweeting to us at the Big Spur Pod. Gamecock Pastor, what do you think? That, who is the best option to call the offense in the bowl? Hey, guess what Beamer said yesterday, by the way? And he didn't use the reasoning I did. He he used it kind of strategic. He said, you know, what if uh, the opposing team, it's kind of one of those, we don't want to tell anybody anything, you know, where this guy's coached or whatever. They want to look at it and check out tendencies or whatever. Uh, and so that made sense. I said I wouldn't announce it because if things go bad and that guy's still on your staff, Everybody's going to like have hate for him. Uh, and then what if you promote that guy back to OC in a couple of years? Cause he's more ready. And, and you're like, no, everybody's like, you know, <laughs> so yeah. I don't think I'd tell anybody either. Um, you know, the most qualified guy to do it would be Freddie kitchens. I, the more I think about it though, the more there could be like somebody like Zeb calling it or all that. Bieber even said, heck I'd call it if I had to, but, uh, I think Freddie Kitchens, Justin Stepp would be the the, the two guys that, uh, you know, would be the best option for that. But, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see how, how it all goes down and, and, and what happens. I doubt that since this is supposed to be like a super secret strategic thing, uh, I doubt even if I know beforehand I'll, I'll say anything about it just because that would that's kind of like one of those things like, well, hey, you know what the game plan is going to be? but you don't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for example, I knew two weeks before the belt bowl last year to carry and Jordan was starting at quarterback. Uh, I did not confirm it on the site until an hour before kickoff. <laughs> so, so, so well, there's well. absolutely no time to game plan for it. Yeah. And see, on 20, I mean, no, oh, that, oh, not, I'm not to cut you off JC, no, but it just ahead. hit me when you said that it was like, cause uh, Mac Brown's post game after the ACC championship was, it sounded very similar to what it was that he was saying after the belt bowl <laughs> or the Mayo bowl, you know, because it was just like, well, we didn't really prepare for the other quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even think about it, did you? Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. But it's, well, I mean, that's true. I mean, you, you, like if you if you face Clemson with DJ whatever his name was at quarterback, what you're thinking is we just got to sell out to stop the run and bring pressure, and he'll eventually throw it to us or throw it over everybody's head or one hop it or whatever. I mean, but that whereas with Cade, you know, you kind of got to respect the pass a little bit more. So I get it. Um, so all that good stuff, um, you know, I think. So uh, anyway, Saunders says, you know, $19 base for those tickets with fees. They're about 34 Still $10 left. Shoot. <laughs> uh, Jeff Fowler says Tanner Bogus sighting on TBS. Yeah, I think he got back from his ban. And... <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about that guy. There's one guy there that's like a conspiracy theorist that I've just quit responding to. I told him today, I'm like, I'm not you. He spread all kinds of bad rumors about players that aren't true. And I'm just like, ah, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to acknowledge your presence. And that's rare for me. Cause I, you know, guys, I'll talk to anybody. So Kenneth said, DJ, you would thrive in the Arkansas system. My question on that is, do you think he's tough enough 
to do what they had KJ doing? Do you think DJ's tough enough in the run game? I don't know. Then you know, I don't know if he is or not. I don't think. But here's the other side of that: is you know, is KJ Jefferson a better downfield passer than DJ is? You know, because that's another part of that that you can't just ignore. I think with DJ's own, he's yeah. probably got more potential than KJ. But I think KJ's probably more more consistent. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. Uh, about that. It'll be interesting to see where all these guys end up. Uh, but once again, to rehab, Austin Steiner in the portal. Daryl Ware is a new name in the portal today. Uh, there's another walk-on DB that is in the portal. Joey Hunter, defensive back, is in the portal uh, for the game. So that goes with Jordan Davis, who said he was entering earlier, and also R.J. Roderick, who entered during the season. Um, so Quantrell says DJU with Kenny Dillingham in Arizona State. He had Bo Nix looking like a Heisman contender. Yeah, that's the deal. Uh, Jeff Fowler says, why does everybody think Tander Bogus is Chris Phillips? He's not. <laughs> uh, and I think it's because he's a big fan of Chris's, you know, and talks about it. Uh, but he's not. That's not not the same guy. Chris Phillips is on with us and all that good stuff. So uh, we uh, were there. All right, so people say on Twitter – the Stogner transfer is going to impact Rattler's decision. Uh, my understanding is, as of now, I mean, no. Um, I know he kind of got Rattler too there, but you know, Spencer's got his own goals. Uh, Spencer's the quarterback. Uh, I think that um, you know his situation is different than Stogs, right? Uh, I, I think they just have two different types of, of situations. Um, and, uh, not that they're not buddies and all that, but, uh, I don't know that that's going to have an impact. I think, uh, like I said earlier, I, I don't, I don't know that Spencer Rattler alone is making this. I think it's going to be Spencer Rattler Inc. <laughs> uh, and I think that Spencer Rattler Inc. Uh, is not a negative thing. Cause I, I, I think that, you know, regardless of what the end game is, if he stays, leaves, does whatever guys, uh, Spencer Rattler's got a good supporting cast around him. Uh, level-headed folks, and that's everybody from his quarterback coach to his parents. Um, you know, the, he got a kind of an unfortunate rep uh, back for because of things that you know don't matter now. Uh, but he's a, he's actually a level-headed kid with a level-headed family. No matter what they decide, I know that when they decide it, they're going to make it because they feel and he feels like it's in their best interest to do so. And with that, we are going to wrap it up. Inside the Game Pass show on a Monday, we'll be back Tuesday uh, with more. Uh, who we got tomorrow? The, the Mental Edge? Yeah, Mental Edge with Sawyer Nicks. Uh, but we will have David Cloninger of uh, the Post and Courier down there in Charleston. He's going to join us uh, right at the top of the show on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Got a few other uh, asks out there for some interesting guests that y'all may enjoy. So we'll keep you posted. Outstanding for Phil Monax. J.C. Sherbert. This has been Inside the Game Crash the Show. Have a great day, everyone.